Am I on? Yeah? All right, cool. Good morning. Good morning. All right. All right, now, now we're on. Okay, cool. All right, good morning, church. I'd like to start off by saying thank you again to Pastor Frank and all the leadership um, for giving me this privilege and honor to preach on the pulpit of this church. This is my third time preaching, and I was greatly surprised for it to be on a Sunday. Um, that being said, it's not about me. It's about the one who lives in me. Amen. So I pray that I may hide behind the cross and he may use me as a vessel for his honor and glory. Amen. All right. The title of today's message is Wake Up. Anybody sleeping? You want me to yell a little louder? Wake up! All right. Everybody, please uh, stand and open your Bibles to Romans. We're going to be in chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. I'm going to be reading out of the ESV version. Sorry, uh, just follow along with me. I'm pretty sure it's very similar. All right. The hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. I misspelled and. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Amen? Father God, I pray that the hearts and minds of everybody here, Lord, that's uh, listening to this message that you just may plant a seed in their hearts, Lord, that they may be ready, Lord, for this message and that it may either awaken them if they're asleep, Lord, or just put a fire on them, Lord, if they're awake, Lord, but they just need to step their game up a little more, Lord. And I just pray that you use me as a vessel for your honor and glory, that I may hide behind the cross, Holy Spirit, that you may take over from this point on, and that your words just may be delivered in the way that you want to be delivered. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys may be seated. All right, the title is Wake Up, and I have to be honest with you guys, I don't want to preach this message. Um, the reason I don't is because I know for myself, it's going to be a call to getting out of certain comfort zones in my life, um, eliminate distractions, and make adjustments to seek out the Lord even more. <laughs> My flesh wants no part of that. My flesh wants to just coast, go through the motions, you know, business as usual. We don't like change, right? Who likes change? Yeah, nobody likes change. But as Pastor always says, Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forever. We should not be. We should be continuously growing, maturing, and becoming more and more like Jesus. Amen? I want to encourage everybody right now to grab a pen and paper. And write down in big bold letters. Wake up. 
If you have a notebook, write it there. If not, take out your cell phone. I know a lot of us have cell phones. I'm guilty of putting my notes in my cell phone. It makes me look like I'm on my phone throughout the whole service, but I just want to let everybody, put everybody on notice. I'm actually taking notes. I'm not texting people, okay? So, you know, for the generations of mine, you know, like if you, for the elder generation, you see the young generations whip out their phone. Have some, you could look, you know, just make sure, but just have a little grace. You know, we're probably taking notes. I know Pastor Frank and a lot of the leadership is very, you know, just have a paper and pen and, you know, but I'm sorry. I, I'll try to get better on that. Um, the goal of this morning's message is for each and every one of us to do a self-inventory check, to be completely honest with ourselves and see where we stand in our faith. Fair enough? Amen. Anybody up for a little test? All right. Who's got their pens and papers? Look at the old, old generation. Who've got their cell phones? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and I would like for you guys to write them down. Ready? All right. Hopefully my translator got everything properly, you know. All right. Number one, well, and number two, do I believe in Jesus? Like, really, really believe in Jesus, okay? Not just like, oh, dear, you're Jesus. No, no. Like, do you really believe in Jesus? Number two, is he my Savior and my Lord? A lot of people want Jesus as their Savior. Just rescue me. Yes, save me. But not many people want him as their Lord. To have a Lord, that means you submit your will in exchange for his will. Regardless of how you feel about the situation, okay, it doesn't matter. We serve a great God, all right? So that's the question. Do you accept him and do you, do you believe in him as Savior and your Lord? Am I, and by the way, I'm in this too. Remember, I don't want to preach this message. Am I prioritizing my relationship with him? Okay? I know I was, and then I wasn't, and then I was, and I'm, you know, back and forth. I don't know if you guys struggle with that. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make some decisions. Wake up early, get in the Word, get in prayer, and then you do it for a little while, and sometimes the fire goes away a little bit, and you have to get back on track. It's, listen, it's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Thank God for His grace and mercy with us, right? Am I putting people or things before Him? Okay? It may be your career. It may be uh, certain interests, maybe sports, you know? You guys know. You guys are writing this down. You guys will know. Your heart will tell you. If you have the Holy Spirit, he'll confirm it to you. People. But am I putting my spouse in front of me? My children. Children is a big one, right? We love our children. You know, we could never imagine putting something above, let's say, our spouse and our children. Okay? But God comes first. Am I praying as I should? Am I fasting? Listen, I'm guilty. I'm telling you this. I should be sitting down right there and just, you know, just hear this for myself because as I'm reading this, it's convicted me as well. And as I was writing in this message and preparing it and asking the Lord to guide me, it was just like one punch after the other, okay? So I'm here, I'm telling you, like, like, like Pastor Frank says, he's the holiest one in the room, meaning he's got the most holes in him, okay? So I'm here, I got the most holes in me right now. Everything that I'm preaching to you is to me as well, okay? So I'm fasting, but I'm not fasting for spiritual reasons. I'm doing intermittent fasting. I fast till 1 p.m., and, I, and I, uh, I stop eating around um, 7 p.m., right? And it's for health purposes, for fat loss, things of that nature. But I'm not really spiritually fasting. I did one a few weeks ago, but, you know, that was yesterday. I need to get back on that, okay? And I'm most definitely not praying as I should be, okay? 
Am I putting on the armor of God daily? Is the first thing you do when you wake up, either you get on your knees or whatever, the first thing you do is you put that armor on, right? In Ephesians, we're going to talk about it. Am I warring in the spirit against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places? Should I slow down? You guys write them down? Right, I'm sorry. I'll take a pause. I left my coffee over there. It's all right. I don't get too hyped up and then just speed right through this thing. All right. Gratefully, this message is going to be on YouTube later. So if you miss something, just go on YouTube. Is Jesus just a bumper sticker on the back of my life? Yeah, that one hurts, right? Am I playing Christian? Am I just going through the motions? What led you guys to come today? What led you guys to come today? You know, what, what was, what's in your heart? Is it just because, hey, this is a checkbox. I got to go to church. If I don't go to church, maybe people are going to think something of me, whatever, you know. Or do you, like, like, subconsciously think you're earning your salvation? You got to check that. You know, like, you could easily fall into works. You know, hey, God, I went to church Sunday. I went to, you know... All right, that's enough for the questions. I have more questions later, but these are the main ones that I want you guys to write down. Um, let me see. All right. Give me one second. So take those questions home and make time to answer them honestly. The rest is up to you. If you want to be serious with the Lord, pray. Pray that he may make you fully aware of where you're at currently and that he may give you the desire and focus to get where you need to be in your relationship with him. Amen? All right. See, I'm old school. I got some, some notes here. I just realized when I was going through the message that there's the preacher notes. I could have just been putting my notes in the... It's all right. I'm over here with an old school printer. You know, it's funny, like, as, as you're going to be doing something for the Lord, um, you know, the enemy comes and he attacks. And, man, he, he attacked this week. And it's funny, uh, so in my, in my barbershop, we do a Bible chat, 5.30 in the morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's predominantly through Zoom. A lot of the guys that used to come, they moved to Florida and, and, and Georgia because they were scared of the pandemic. No, I'm joking, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Isaiah, I know you're watching, you know, uh, Oscar, Sway. Did I mention their names? I'm sorry. No, I'm joking. The Lord brought them down there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cool because it's a way that we still connect. You know, we get on Zoom and we, we study the Bible. We pray together. Uh, prayer requests, praise reports. You know, we're in Luke right now. And line by line, verse by verse. And, and it's, it's a wonderful time. And as they are plugging into churches down there, they've told people down there about the Bible chat. And now more people are plugging into the Bible chat. There's even somebody in Bangladesh, okay? It's 5.30 in the morning for us. It's like 6 o'clock in the, in the evening for them, you know? So um, that being said, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to them as a prayer request that I'm going to be preaching on Sunday. And I already foresee, cause, so this is my third time, the last two times I saw what happened, you know? And, and it's like, now, by now I'm just like, okay. So I, I prayed. I was like, whether it be, you know, through my job, through my, my, my family, whatever, like, I know it's coming, it's going to come, so just pray for me, pray that I'm prepared, that when it does come, that I may, I may hold my perfect peace. 
and that I may not retaliate in the flesh, that I may realize that it's a spiritual thing. And by the grace of God, I mean, there was a few of them there that I was just like, but, you know, thank God, you know, it was like, even, even till this, even till, like, I'm, I'm, I'm driving here with my wife, and we get here, and I'm thinking, okay, everything's going to be ready to go, my slides are going to be ready, the mic, there's not going to be no issues. There was an issue with the mic, there was an issue with the slides, even so much so, it was literally like 10.24, and I... I got to play drums too, and we got to rehearse. So it's like, and I'm here like, and then Lenny can't hear nothing either for the sounds. He's like, oh man, you know, and then it's funny because he was praying. He's like, you know, obviously the enemy's, at, 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 you know, he's, at, he's, he's on his job. He's, listen, I always say jokingly, you know, the enemy trains harder than Kobe did, you know. He's 24-7, 365. He don't sleep. He don't rest. He comes at you, man. So the question is here, I mean, the, 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 the reality is we're at war, Right? Where am I? Let me see. Uh, Okay. Church, we are at war. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, it's just the reality. We are at war. You are either aware and active, aware and asleep, like you know what's happening, but you're just like, eh, you know, I'll get on my knees tomorrow, I'll pray tomorrow, I'll fast tomorrow, Uh, or you're unaware and inactive, and the goal is to get you all aware and on active duty. Okay? Listen, time is short, man. Pro- prophetically speaking, there's nothing else left. He's, he's, he could come right now. I'm not trying to do that video where, you know, the big, uh, I don't know if you guys seen that, but the rapture happens right when the pastor says that. Um, so the enemy is after our kids, right? You guys see it? The enemy is after our marriages. I know that for sure. Man, he, listen, so I'm Tito, right? My wife is Taina. That's T N T. I don't think anything else needs to be said after that, but I'll explain a little bit. I'll elaborate a little bit. T N T is an amazing thing, right? Dynamite, right? Dunamos, right? The Holy Spirit. Um, but it could be used for bad, and it could be used for good, right? Explosions. So, what do you think the enemy's trying to do? He's trying to get that thing to blow up. You know what I'm saying? Like just. But God is trying to get us to the point where he's working on her individually. He's working on me individually. She's all embarrassed for me right now. This is the first time my wife is actually sitting there. Every time there's something, man, she's got to serve in the ministry, in the, the nursery. Every time I preach, so I'm like very happy that my wife is here. Um, and, you know, but he, he's working on us individually and he's working on us collectively. You know, the Holy Spirit is the third string cord in our marriage. Okay, the enemy don't want marriages, man. He don't want godly biblical marriages. He don't want our kids to be raised in a godly home. You know, our sons, Lion and Liam, both of their names mean warrior, you know, guardian. And and he don't want those kids to be warriors for God, but I got plans for him. They're going to be warriors for his kingdom, whether he like it or not. And that's how you guys should feel about your your family, your children. I'm sidetracking, but it's all right. That's the Holy Spirit, you know. Everything's got to be... But um, the enemy is after the body of Christ. I mean, we've seen that, right? We've seen that in the last few years more than ever. People weren't ready. You know, they weren't fasting. They weren't praying. So when the deception came, a lot of people fell for it, right? I don't need to get into details, but a lot of people are not here today that were here a couple years ago. Now, I pray and hope that they came to that place where they're back in right standing with the Lord and they're following him. Uh, But the truth of the matter is, we saw it. You know, a lot of people fell for a lot of things. 
enemy is very deceptive. He lived up there. Come on, man. You know, he disguises an angel of light. Like, he, he knows what it looks like up there. He knows God. He, he, come on. You know, he, he, knows what, he knows what it is. He knows the playbook. He knows the playbook better than us half the time, right? Most of the time. So what do you think he's going to come at, against us with? The word of God. He did it to Jesus. He failed, though. The game has changed. His time is running out, and the game has changed. There was a time where kids believed in God throughout grammar school and high school, but then college came around and many were deceived away from God through the works of the enemy, right? You guys lived through that? Atheism, you know, just trying to scramble these kids' brains, right? But guess what, church? The enemy ain't waiting for college anymore. He's coming at our kids in the womb. And if he can't get them in the womb, he'll come at them through distorted versions of familiar cartoons on YouTube. Man, me and my wife can't even just chill in the living room. You know, she's in the kitchen. I'm over here. I'm listening. Okay, he's listening to Mario. He's listening to Sonic. You know, so let me go do what I'm going to do. And then, you know, you take a little peek and you're like, nah, man, that ain't, that ain't the regular Mario I know. What's Mario doing with a machete? You know, it's funny, but it's not because the enemy knows what he's doing. And then, you know... You, you, you're, let's, say, let's say the videos are okay, right? You know, okay, boom, walking away, an ad comes up. Now, some of the ads you can skip real quick, but some of these ads, what they do now is like, no, you ain't skipping nothing. You're going to go through every minute and 26 seconds of this ad. You could be watching uh, Coco Melon, and they'll come up with some demonic ad just to interrupt your regularly scheduled program. The game has changed, man. He's coming at us. Got to wake up. We got to fight. All right, he's in the schools, all right? This has been a, a, a subject of, of great, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say worry, but concern, but it can turn into worry for, you know, my wife, our household, and a lot of mothers and, and fathers here. Uh, because that, that's the thing, the enemy could get you to start, he, the enemy wants you to start worrying, doubting, fearing about everything that's coming at, him, at us, Right? What does God want you to do? He wants you to be confident in Him, trust Him. If you put your life in His hands, you put your children in His hands, you plead the blood of Jesus over them, should you have much to worry about? Who fights our battles? Do we? Last time I preached, I talked about the right ring you need to be in. Not the physical ring. Not, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to fight in the physical. You know, I was talking about LGBTQ and a lot of things like that. And I was saying, we, we look at the sin... And we forget that the sinner is in bondage to the sin, and we come at the sinner. Okay? We need to show love, dignity, respect, truth, and honor to the sinner and pray against the sin and the one operating through the vessel that's the sinner because it's an open agent, it's a free agent. Don't have the Holy Spirit in them, it's a free agent for the enemy to come in and out and use that person like a puppet. Okay? So. You know, we, we, the, uh, our war is not, you know, he wants us to fight in the physical realm, but we need to take our fight to the spiritual realm. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, we're at war. You guys awake yet? So we are at war with the enemy. There's three battles, three fronts. 
We are at war with the world, which is under the dominion and influence of the enemy. And we are at war with ourselves, our fleshly nature. Most of the time, the enemy's sitting back enjoying his popcorn, watching us within ourselves, battling against our fleshly nature. He don't got to do much, you know. Amen? So church, it's time that we stop playing games. It's time to take a really cold, hard look in the mirror and question yourself. Where am I at? Am I truly in the faith? Am I more concerned about my circumstances? That new car I want. That new house I want. Ladies, that new purse or pair of shoes you want. I mean, for me right now, it's hats. I don't know what happened. Something, maybe it's midlife crisis. Instead of getting a Harley, I'm getting hats. You know, Chris G knows what I'm talking about. And it's like the hats just keep like building up, building up. And my wife's saying absolutely nothing. I'm there like, I got to hide them. I got to hide them. But listen, like I said, I don't want to preach this message, man. I'm trusting me. As I'm preaching, the Lord's like, yeah, remember this? Remember that? Yeah, you're falling into it too. This is all distractions, you know. It's just all things that the enemy's just trying to distract us, right, from doing what we ought to do. Uh, where am I at? I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that, you know why that happened? Because I was talking about the ladies. And then the Lord just smacked me upside the head and reminded me about my hats. It's not even in my notes. The hats. <laughs> I, I purposely did not put the hats in my notes. The Spirit was like, yeah, put the hats, bro. You know what it is. Um, are we caught up in the cares of the world? <laughs> this one I wrote down. Hey, look, I'm in this with you. As I said in the beginning, I don't want to preach this message. I got to ask myself these questions daily and wrestle with myself daily. All right, I'm going to play a video for you guys. Hopefully everything works out. Has anybody ever heard of somebody named John Ramirez? By a show of hands? Okay. Now, listen, we're going to chew the meat and spit out the bones. You guys with me? You know, um, there's many believers out there. Uh, you know, there's Calvinism, there's, there's uh, um, Armenianism and stuff like that. There's a lot of secondary things, you know, People could get caught up on, and we just chew the meat and spit out the bones, okay? What, he's, what I'm going to share with you right now is 100% facts. This is not no bones, you know, because I'm, I'm saying this because I don't subscribe to everything he, he says or believes in, but there's, there's core things that, that he does say um, that, you know, that, that we could definitely identify with. And, and <laughs> some of them I had to identify with them recently, like literally, like saw something that I never thought I'd see before. Um, maybe I'll get into that later. We'll see. All right, so John Ramirez was an ex-Satanist, for those that don't know who John Ramirez is, a soldier for the kingdom of darkness for many years. Uh, now he's a soldier for the kingdom of God. In his many years working for the devil, he saw and did a lot in his ministry, and his ministry now consists of exposing the devil's plans and strategies and equipping the church of God to combat against the enemy and his schemes. All right, Amen. All right, let's see if this works. No, I got a blank screen. That's not... Can anybody help me out? Am I supposed to do something here? Mm-hmm. No working. All right. Is there any way to improvise here? Can you... Um... No, there's no way to do it. I mean, I got the quotes. Maybe it's not, it's not to play the video. Maybe it's just to get the quotes in. 
Uh, no, because it's I, I condensed uh, some of it. All right, here comes Joe. Let's hear it for Joe. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's all right. It's like Tito's never going to preach on a Sunday again. <laughs> all right, so I click here, um, and it looks like it's playing. Oh, no, that's the, I don't know. Usually there's uh... Oh, wait, this is the video. I think. Oh, hold on, hold on. It should play, right? No. Oh, the arrow came back. All right. Is it going to play? How do you want to open this file? Is it going to give you that? I mean, I have it in my Google Drive. Yeah, it's in the Google Drive. Let me sign in. Yeah, I'll sign in real quick. Maybe it'll pop up. You guys go write down my password if you want. No, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enemy, you're not winning today, bro. Yep. All right. No thanks. Okay, it's here now. Now, how do I get um, that here? You had it before. There was a way you... I'm going to press play, but before I press play, I want the screen now to pop up there. Is that okay? We had it before. The Google came out. Do you remember? I think we just... Just play play? Let's nah. Try play and see. The audio's up. Knew he had, he gave me powers beyond I could imagine. So he okay. gave me powers that people have fear me, the police have fear me, the securities in my neighborhood. Picture in picture. No. I mean, it's okay. We just, the audio is fine. That's the main thing. We don't need to see him with his head right me. here. People that knew that I was a, I was a, I was a, a, the devil, they would call me the devil's son. Pause, pause it, pause it. I brought Christian to the knees. There's like a teaser over here. I'm an Apple guy, so I don't know what's going on here. He's <laughs> above my pay grade. My pay grade is zero, by the way. Oh, there it is. Look. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. What's up, devil? What happened? 
What happened? All right, don't play yet. I gotta rewind it. All right. All right, cool, perfect. I got it from here. Right, and then uh, when I wanna, yeah, just play it, whatever. That way you could bring me back to the other screen. Knew he had, he gave me powers beyond I could imagine. He gave me powers that people had fear me, the police had fear me. No, it was fine like that. The securities in my neighborhood had fear me. And people that knew that I was, a, I was, a, I was a, a, the devil's son, they would call me the devil's son. I brought Christian to the knees, not to prayer, because they had no power. It, it, it wasn't because your God wasn't all powerful. Don't get me wrong. Because your God was all powerful, the vessel was weak. The vessel had no prayer life. The prayer had no fasting life, and they had no relationship with God. There was a form of godliness in the person, but no power. The person was weak. The person had nothing going. He had a Bible. He had the right suit on. She had the right dress on. But there was no connection with Jesus Christ because you was out of his will. You was out of his promises, and you was out of his divine purpose. And I had you. I own you. I had you as a slave. I broke you. I put witchcraft on you. I kept doing that to Christian after Christian after Christian after families, after churches. I chased everything down that represented the cross of Jesus Christ. I remember the time that Nikki Cruz came to a uh, Nikki Cruz group came into my neighborhood and uh, it's called Truce. They would come and do drive-bys in my neighborhood. They would do like worship and then preach a word and go to another corner and do the same thing. And I, I came after this group to try to put up, to try to bring them down, this group. And they were young kids. They were like 18, 17, 16, 20. I mean, so I said, how did they, they play this junk, this filthy music in my neighborhood with them, today we call worship. This filthy music in my neighborhood. I'm going to go after them. I'm going to destroy these kids. So when I went up to, when I went up to, uh, when, I, when I went up to uh, where they were at, there was a wall of fire around them. I couldn't penetrate and touch them. And there was something pushed me back. Every time I tried to throw demonic forces again, there was something that would just push me back. And I was able to touch these kids. And I said, there was something here. It's, it's not right. Something is not falling into place. So I walked away and I left them alone. If, if you, I don't care who you were. I don't care who you knew. I don't care what you, you call yourself. If you were Catholic and you say you were Christian and you say you were a believer, I was going to kill you unless you had a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And the lady that lived downstairs, and she came up and she told me, my husband is cheating. I want you to kill the woman that he's cheating with. Put a witchcraft spell on her and kill her. How much you charge me? I said, well, come back. I'm going to speak to the devil, my daddy. But, uh, and, and I'll let you know, come back in a couple of days. So the lady came back, the devil told me what to buy. He said, buy a coffin box, buy 21 black candles, uh, buy an image of the lady, put it in the box, you know, to do the witchcraft, to kill this lady. So we were gonna do her, for 21 days, she was gonna die. After 21 days, we were gonna do her funeral. So when the lady came to my house, I'm gonna charge you $10,000, I told her, to kill the lady. She said, sure. She said, i tell you what, I know you. You've been good to me. I go to your house parties. Give me $7,000. I'll give you 30% off. I said, I'll kill her. I give me 30%, I take 30% off the 10. Give me, give me 7,000. So when the lady was gonna leave my house, she said, by the way, she's a, she's a Christian. She said, the lady's a Christian. I said, I'll kill her for free. I said, I don't need the money. I said, I'm gonna kill her for free. I'm gonna teach these Christians a lesson that they're, never, they're gonna learn. I'll kill her for free. I told her, I don't want your money. I'll kill her for free. So I did the voodoo thing, I did the, the witchcraft thing, and 21 days went by, the lady didn't die. Uh, 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 a month went by, the lady didn't die. And, and I was like, wow, you know, what's going on? I mean, my reputation's online. So I called the devil, I called the demons that were signed. I, I increased the, the witchcraft. I increased the witchcraft. To, I doubled the witchcraft on it so she can die like overnight. Nothing was going on, nothing was going on. I was home at night and the devil shows up. And I feel the presence of the devil comes into my mouth. And then uh, 
the devil told me we have to abort the plan of the lady that you want to kill. And I said, why would we want to abort the plan? My reputation is lying. I'm a witch. I'm a, I'm a warlock. If I don't kill the lady, they're going to think that I don't have any powers. The devil said, you don't, you don't understand. The God that she serves said, don't leave her, leave her alone. Don't touch her. And I said, who's this God? She said, the God that she serves. So I, 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 I was so angry. I was so saying, no, but let's get one more week. Let's kill her. And he said, no, the God that she serves said, leave her alone. From the, the witchcraft that I did to the lady, she should have been dead in less than 21 days. Amazing stuff, right? Let me get this back. I got you. Thank you. Let me get back to where I was. All right. All right. That was amazing, right? God is good. Amen? So there's, there's two key points that I want you guys to take out of that. Okay? What we saw was a situation with professing Christians, right? And possessing Christians. Okay? Now, let me explain that if you guys haven't heard that before. Professing Christians is just those that they profess Christ. Jesus bumper sticker in the back of their life, like I was saying before, right? They don't have a real relationship with God. They're just playing, going through the motions, you know? Uh, they're not really taking it seriously. Possessing Christians means you're possessing the Lord. He dwells inside of you through the Holy Spirit. Amen? So what happens when the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you? Can the enemy touch you? No. Right? He can oppress you. He could bother you. He could do the things. Just went off. There, it went back on. Bro, you're not, you're not winning. So professing Christians... Now, one of the quotes that he said in the video, I brought Christians to their knees, not to prayer, because they had no power. It wasn't because their God wasn't all-powerful, don't get me wrong, because their God was all-powerful. The vessel was weak. The vessel had no prayer life, the vessel had no fasting life, and they had no relationship with God. There was a form of godliness in the person, but no power. That sounds familiar, right? 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Remember all the questions in the beginning? What, what, what's, what are we putting before God? Is it vanity? Is it money? Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And here's the, here's the key right here. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. But on the flip side, thanks be to God, watch this. The devil said we have to abort the plan of the lady you want to kill. He asked the devil, why are we aborting the plan? My reputation is on the line. The devil said, you don't understand. The God she serves says, leave her alone. Don't touch her. Praise God, right? Amen. Amen. Isn't that powerful? How amazing is our God? Glory to God. Praise His name. Amen. 
There's a well-known verse in the Bible that describes why John couldn't succeed in killing this woman. A lot of you guys know this verse. Very popular verse, very uh, familiar verse in the Bible. Psalm 91. You guys want to read it with me? Go right ahead. Let the devil hear it and remember that for those who are in Christ, you will never prevail. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall on your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. No, nor shall any plague come near you, your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all, the way, in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name." He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and with I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Yes, praise his name. So what's the takeaway from this? You're either in Christ, if you're in Christ, you're under his divine protection. If you're not in Christ, you're not under his divine protection. Right? Hold on. Last page. So, uh, and you're, so what I was saying, okay, when you're in Christ, all right? When you're not in Christ, you're outside of his divine protection. And not to mention, also, outside of the most wonderful thing that he has for us, his gift of what? Eternal salvation, what he did on the cross for us, right? So, you're either in or you're out. There's no in between. There's no on the fence. There's no lukewarm. This ain't Wednesday night. This is Sunday night. So, there's a mixture of people here, okay? You got your on fire, you got your lukewarm, and you got those that are just passing by. I want everybody to be on notice. Don't play the game. Life is short. It's but a vapor, the Bible says. The time is now. He's coming back. Make the decision. Don't play games. The time is now. Amen? Worship team, can you make your way up, please? If this message touched your heart, and you've never before made the decision to invite Jesus into your heart, to put your faith and trust in Him, to say no to the world, Say no to the enemy, say no even to yourself, and say yes to Jesus. I'm asking you to come up right now to the altar. For those that profess Jesus in their lives, 
but after this message realized they never truly possessed Jesus and have come to the realization that the time is now and want to make things right with Jesus, I'm asking you to come up to the altar right now. Elders and deacons, if people come up, I would like for you guys to pray over the valiant souls that come up and make the decision for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Anybody want to come up? Listen, if you deny Christ before men, he will deny you before the Father. If you present yourself and you're not ashamed and you come up before men, he will exalt you in front of the Father. Amen? Father God, in Jesus' name, just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for using me as a vessel for your honor and glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because no matter what the enemy had against today, this message, Lord, you prevailed. You prevailed, Lord, not because of me, Lord, but because you dwell inside of me, Lord. And you dwell in the temples of many that are sitting here today, Lord. But my prayer is for those that is a, is a vacant, open, free agent right now, that you do not dwell inside of them, Lord. And what I pray, Lord, and what I don't want is for people that are in the work of darkness, such as John Ramirez used to be, to be able to just manhandle your creation, people that are made in your image and likeness. Because you, you love the world that you gave your only begotten son. Every single one of us you love. Whether we're in sin or out of sin, you love everybody. You have a plan and purpose for us, Lord. And you want everybody to not just be your creation, but to be your children. Your desire is that none should perish, but that everybody should come and accept the wonderful gift that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ. So I pray, Lord, that this message just may saturate in our hearts and minds, including me, including myself, Lord, and that we all make, make decisions to make adjustments, to prioritize you, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you may convict everybody here, Lord, even the ones that feel like they may have gotten together, you know, that, that you may show areas in our lives, Lord, that you may bring it to our remembrance, that you may reveal it to us in our minds and through dreams, through signs, wonders, through your word, whatever it is, Lord, because the time is now and we need to be ready for your second coming, Lord, that you may rescue us, Lord, from this world, Lord. But I, I know you desire that everybody should be rescued, Lord. So I just thank you, Lord. I give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen? Amen. Thank you, Tito. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Let's stand together as we close in song. Yes, the altars are open for you. As he has made, Tito, he has made a proclamation for you to surrender your heart to the Lord if you have not. If you need to be restored and perhaps have walked away, please take advantage of this time. The altars are open for you. that again.
the lover of my soul. Jesus, you're the lover of my soul. You'll mend you wash my every sin. Though I stumble and I fall, your mercy draws me back again. Let's sing that again. Jesus, you're the lover. Jesus, you're the lover of my soul. And you wash my every stain. Though I stumble and I fall, your mercy draws me back again. Holy Father, thank you for your word today that is proclaimed with boldness, Lord God. Father, I just ask that every heart that has heard your truth today would remain open and receptive. Let those words that we've heard today, Lord God, just continue to let them resound in our hearts and our minds that we may each moment of the next days and years ahead surrender to you and allow you to sit on the throne of our hearts to call out your will be done, Lord, not my will be done over and over again, as you lead us day to day, moment by moment, 
to share your love with those around us, Lord God, that have not heard the truth of this great salvation that Jesus won in his victory on the cross. And this precious gift of the Holy Spirit that can dwell within you as a promise, as a wedding ring, that you are his. Brothers and sisters, surrender your hearts if you have not. To allow him to dwell within you and restore what was lost in the garden that Jesus, as he breathed upon the apostles and the disciples in the upper room and allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us with his victory. We receive you, Holy Spirit. We ask that you continue to lead us, that we can shine your light and love you and love those around us. It's your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. See you Wednesday night.